Ekian, a scale-up story. Welcome to a, another episode of Cartmails in Conversation. I'm Russell Woolley, and in today's discussion, I'm delighted to be joined by Alex Greenbridge. Alex is the Chief Technical Officer and co-founder of Ekian Technologies, one of our UK-based clients working in the field of energy storage. And in Ekian's own words, this is taken straight from your website, Alex, Ekian supplies high-power lithium-ion battery materials that enable super-fast charging for a range of applications from consumer electronics to electric vehicles. And I think that's a goal all of our listeners will be on board with. Um, hi, Alex. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Russell. Thanks for the introduction. You've uh, sort of stolen my <laughs> my normal spiel. Yes, um, it's a pleasure to be here and um, and have this conversation. Great. Thank you. So, so to kick things off, could you tell us a, a bit about the, the technology Ekian has developed and, and perhaps you know, the story of the company so far? Of course. So, um, as you said, our technology offers high-power, long-life and safe battery technology. That's the, um, the headline items. If you think about normal battery technology today, um, it's used everywhere. It's used in electric vehicles. It's used in, in phones, laptops. Um, but these are typically limited in how fast they can charge. Even a Tesla supercharge can only charge in sort of 20 minutes at best. Don't do it too often, otherwise it damages the battery. Uh, you have to be a bit careful. Um, whereas with our technology, we uh, can provide batteries that can charge in five minutes or less, batteries that last for 10,000 full charges and, uh, and discharges over and over. So really offering a big shift in how you can build systems based on these batteries, finding big use and application uh, for heavy goods, for rail industry, for grid storage, these kinds of things where you need a very powerful long life uh, system. In terms of how we sort of specifically do this, I'll go a little bit into the scientific detail there. Um, we do this based on new active materials, so materials that you use in a battery to store and release lithium ions the, and charge and, and discharge your battery. So when you're um, charging your battery, lithium ions at the moment, they'll go be stored in a material between different layers um, and it's similar with our material, except you can do it a lot quicker and a lot safer. Great, thank you. And, and what about the, 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 the story so far? Where did it all start um, and how did you get where you are today? Uh, through a lot of effort, <laughs> I have to say. So uh, we started back in 2017, myself and my co-founders, um, in the uh, Cambridge University Engineering Department. Um, on the back of some initial patent filings, um, we decided to look into commercializing uh, the technology that we had for fast charging batteries. Um, we eventually um, raised our, our first round of investment um, with Cambridge Enterprise, uh, other investors in and around Cambridge and, uh, and London. And that was back in uh, November 2018. And since then, we've we've just closed a new funding round of £10 million, uh, Series A funding, to scale up um, production capabilities quite a lot. So now we have our own facilities, we have a growing team, we have a growing customer base looking for larger and larger quantities of our materials as, as we go on. So in the last five years, Ekian actually is five years old next week, 
And so in the last five years, we've really gone through all of the aspects of R&D, product development, customer demonstrations, IP filing, protection, um, all the way out to early commercialization as, as we're doing today. A bit more about, about the technology. Um, so my, my new phone charges a, a lot more quickly than my old phone did. And I'm sure that doesn't have one of your materials in it. What, what, what's being done differently with, with Ekion's fast charging battery materials than their, you know, the latest generation of phones that advertise fast charging? So you could, certainly could fast charge your phone. It just um, it might blow up is, is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yes, your current battery technology is normally made of an of an anode and a cathode. So um, two different uh, ends of a battery where your um, anode is, is the material that stores lithium-ions when you charge your cell and discharge. And this is really fundamental as to whether you can fast charge it, fast discharge it, and how long it will last. So your current batteries that you use in your phone, your laptop, things like this, are mostly based on what's called a graphite uh, anode active material, which is a layered material that can store lithium ions um, within it. When you try and fast charge this, um, you end up with the voltage um, going to that where lithium ions can be deposited as lithium metal. So you end up with a, a solution of ions becoming a physical metallic um, component. And this is very dangerous because you can cause short circuits inside the cell um, and all sorts of other um, potential issues which uh, degrade the lifetime of the battery as well. With our materials, our mixed niobium oxide materials based on a niobium uh, material, um, these don't have these, these drawbacks um, due to the way in which they operate, the, uh, the voltage at which they operate. So you can charge as quickly as you like without any of the safety concerns um, and because of their particular way they're put together in terms of the crystal structure, it's ideal for lithium ions to flow in at very high speeds and out in very high speeds without um, potential issues. Okay, so safety is one of the key advantages. Yeah. I remember when um, Boeing had its first generation of, of Dreamliner aircraft, were there not um, some issues with, with the batteries there um, catching fire? Was that a, a result of the the traditional lithium-ion battery technology. Yes, and it's not just that example. There's there's been some examples of I think Samsung recalling some some battery systems. There's been uh, some early issues with some laptops. Um, lots of videos you can look up of of similar things taking place, and and often it's due to uh, either the material issues or manufacturers pushing the limits on how fast you can charge and discharge these. And it, it's a key problem, particularly now when we look at the electric vehicle issues, uh, well, not issues, but the electric vehicles um, going out today, where um, safety is vitally important. You're now carrying passengers around rather than using a laptop on, on a table. So you have to be absolutely sure that you are safe to operate. Turning to YP, you mentioned um, there were some patent filings very, very early in Ekian's lifetime. Can you... Um outline what role IP has played in your success to date? Sure. In, in the battery industry, IP is, is really core. Um, we're a deep tech um, scale-up business. Um, without having IP, it's, it's very difficult to make it um, as, as a commercial entity. Um, most people are, are very aware of, of the requirements of having freedom to operate, uh, being able to protect your materials and, and inventions um, so that you can commercialize them and ultimately uh, become profitable as a business. It's very competitive in the field. 
Um, and if you want to, you know, start up a brand new business uh, from nothing, often IP is more or less the only thing that you have. <laughs> Maybe some initial indications from from customers about your technology, some expressions of interest, uh, but IP will be the most concrete thing that you have to show. Hey, I have a technology; it's unique. I have demonstrated this, and um, therefore, it's um, it's worthy of of investment and taking to the next level. You mentioned the competitive nature of the field, and you say um, there are advantages of trying to have a portfolio moving quickly. A patent portfolio might typically take many years to build up. You, sure. you can file a provisional application and, and do nothing for a year, file, a, file the PCT application, and then it, it sits around for another two years, then national phase entry, and, and you, that might hang around at respective national patent offices for a year or two before it's picked up and, up and examined. So you could be five years down the line um, with, with no granted patents to your name. Does that does that typical strategy fit in with um, with the sort of competitive feel that, that that Echion works in? It really depends on the state in, in which you're at. In, in in my experience, so when just starting out, you want to minimise your costs um, as much as possible, and so the strategy of of delaying and, and and waiting has a lot of advantages. Once you're past that initial step of um, you know trying to develop the technology, trying to get the, that product demonstration out, um, and then you move to well, now we want to actually supply it commercially and, and sell it as a product. Then having patents granted to your name and having this in, a, in an accelerated way is, is hugely valuable um, to customers, to potential investors. And so, I mean, at Echion, we we actively pursue that that approach. Uh, we, we find it's hugely beneficial and has helped us in in securing deals with with certain people along the way. But it does come at, at the expense of bringing the costs forward. So it has to be a balanced approach, depending on on what the status of the tech, status of the market is. One of the things we've done when working together has been using the the green channel at the UK Patent Office as a means for accelerating the grant when this has been desired. And so for for the, for the listeners' benefit, the Green Channel um, is a, a free service offered by the, the UK Patent Office where they will accelerate the search and examination of, of applications which are, are deemed to have um, some sort of environmental benefit. Uh, and given the um, the use of Akin's, um technology and inventions in electric vehicles, for instance, there's a, a clear environmental benefit there. If if electric vehicles get better, maybe the uh, the London air I was breathing and on my cycle to work today would have been would have been slightly cleaner with with some more electric vehicles around. So by using the the green channel offered by the the UK Patent Office, that was a way of um, accelerating the grant of of some applications, having them searched and examined much more quickly than they normally would have been. Um, and it, it's good to hear that that sort of process um, brings value to then securing investment in, in subsequent rounds. And it's and, and sort of beyond beyond investment as well, being able to use the green channel means that we get, I would say, a lot quicker feedback on, on just whether a new invention is, is protectable and patentable or not. Um, it provides that sort of slightly slight change in strategy of, of how you might approach patenting a, a new concept um, because you, you you know that you'll you'll know very quickly <laughs> whether you're onto something or whether there's a potential problem. You've mentioned the use of, of patents to secure investment. How, how important do you think they are at the different stages? I mean, 
obviously the technology needs to work or, or look like it's working to, to pass some technical due diligence. Um, but presumably an investor would have to be fairly IP savvy to, to do some legal due diligence if your patent portfolio is, is part of that investment round. Yeah, so um, my answer is technology always has to work <laughs> straight away because otherwise you will get found out pretty quickly. Um, <clears throat> in terms of how important IP is, um, in this industry, it's it's essential. Um, whilst your investment firms may not be IP experts, they, they certainly um, work with and, and consult with IP experts. So going through any investment round, typically um, an IP firm may be employed by the investor. Uh, they may wish to look at uh, freedom to operate reports, reviews. They may wish to go through your, your patent portfolio, your product plans, um, in order to get that holistic view of what patents do you have, what stage are they at, what are the key uh, potential roadblocks. Um, how how do they actually protect the products you're looking to sell, um, and, and who are the competitors? And all these kinds of aspects. And certainly, when we've gone through our different investment rounds, um, it's been different um, depending on the stage. Typically, due diligence becomes uh, more involved when more cash is involved for, for obvious reasons. So in the earlier stages, it's more about patentability and, and freedom to operate reports. Uh, later stages, it, it goes into a lot more detail. And so having um, you know, support from an IP firm like, like Cartmails is, is really helpful <laughs> in order to, to get through that, if not essential. Um, I'm not an IP attorney, uh, nor do I wish to be. So <laughs> I think um, it's the way forwards. That's what we're here for. So um what are the next steps for, for Akion? And IP continues to support those steps, but the technology needs to work. Um, what do you do next? And does the role of IP change at all or it just rumbles on? The next steps for, for Akion are, um, as, as we've transitioned successfully for, from a startup company now to, to a scale-up, we're really looking at increasing um, production capability and, and supplying to customers in, in larger quantities, the materials which we wish to sell to lithium-ion cell manufacturers, whilst at the same time we, we're looking to further innovate and, and work f- towards the next generation of products. So we are ultimately a, a, a fundamentally a technology company. So in terms of the role of IP, I think it's, it's really the framework which enables us to have uh, commercial products to sell, um, unless you're dealing really with commoditized products which are which are decades old um, then, then IP is expired <laughs> and you can you can move on but in our case we're doing something new um, and so it's it's important for our customers important for our investors that we can prove that we have that freedom to operate we can protect our position um, in the marketplace so moving forwards it's about maintaining that uh, IP portfolio that we have um, expanding upon it if an opportunity arises um, and on the innovation front, um, continuing to protect new innovations and inventions that come to pass for, for the next generation of Echion products. It's good to hear that IP continues to have a role at, at all stages, right right from when Echion was, was getting up and running with the very early filings through to you know, s- subsequent iterations of your technology. So now you're nearly five years down the road. If you looked back is there any advice you would give to to yourself five years ago or, or, or to someone in your situation right now? Plenty, yes. <laughs> um, I think, um, yeah, well, particularly with regards to IP, I would say it's, it is worth the time to, to invest the time, spend time 
you know, learning about IP and, and the goals which you wish to to achieve with them. It's not relevant for every business. Um, deep technology businesses, technology businesses, it definitely is. Um, but really invest the time to understand and make sure you make the the right filing. You have the right strategy. Um, it's not a file and forget thing you want to do. The other thing to bear in mind is it's it's not all patents. Um, there's also the aspect of patents versus what you want to protect as know-how and trade secrets. Um, there's the, also the aspects of, of IP that uh, may be less considered in deep technology businesses like trademarks. Um, so filing of, of trademarks and, and thinking about other commercially relevant aspects um, which would be useful. But at, at an early stage, you're normally strapped by cash. <laughs> Finance is normally your biggest blocking factor. So you do have to be selective. You don't have to patent everything straight away if, if you think that you can hold on to it until you have that cash and, and you're ready to do it a bit later on. Yes, I suppose something could be held on to as, as know-how for the time being if, if funds are short. And if, if that, that know-how a few years down the line looks like it might be fundamental to a next generation of technology, it could be filed on then, though I suppose running the risk of someone getting there before you. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's always a balanced risk. But it, uh, in general, you know, file, filing a patent up front is, is not so expensive, particularly in the UK. Um, but it's more, you know, as the years go by, then then that cost begins to scale. And, and so balancing when when to file and what makes the most sort of valuable addition to that company's portfolio, I think, is really important to consider it at the early stage. And ultimately, what is the product you're looking to sell and, and is the patent going to be relevant to that product rather than just having a quantity, you know, hundreds of patents that protect every aspect of every field where it's yeah, it's it's nice to say that you have, but if it doesn't, if it's not relevant to your product portfolio, then um, perhaps think again. <laughs> For a startup or a scale up, it it's more than just a numbers game, I suppose. A, a small number of high value, yeah. highly valuable focused IP assets, maybe maybe money much better spent than a scattergun approach. Yes, I, I would say so. And I think every company has has a different approach, particularly for, for large corporate companies. They they sometimes take the scattergun approach because because they certainly have the capabilities to do so. Great. Well, that I think that's a, a convenient point to bring this episode to a close. Um, thank you. Thank you for your time, Alex. Yeah, not a problem at all. My pleasure. And to the listeners, if, if you'd like to ask any questions, please do get in touch. Our contact details can be found on the Cartmel's website. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Cartmel's In Conversation. We hope you've enjoyed it and we hope you will join us again soon. Mm-hmm.